Seven minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Jennifer Bukowski in a half an hour. 10.35. Missouri's highest court this week heard an argument over the constitutionality of a two-year-old state law that terminates parental rights following a conviction for certain crimes against children. So if a parent does some commit some crime against children, pedophilia, whatever, uh, they lose their parental rights. The case uh, was heard Wednesday by the state Supreme Court. Jennifer is going to come on board to, uh, to chat about that uh, and tell us you know, wh- what she thinks. And as a, a, as a, a criminal defense attorney, uh, I'm curious to see what her take is on that. I'll be curious to see what your take is on that as well. Uh, in the meantime, this story uh, popped this morning. And I was so disgusted by it. I, I, I just, I was flabbergasted. In, uh, apparently, uh, Pittsburgh University, University of Pittsburgh, they were getting money from the NIH, the National Institute for Health, a multi-million dollar grant to fund a distribution hub for late-term aborted kidneys and other body parts. Uh, The babies were allegedly aborted, but intentionally delivered alive. You know, everybody that tells me, oh, it's not alive, it's not alive. If it was, you know, aborted and intentionally brought out alive, it's clearly alive. It is a life. That's what live means. They were uh, aborted intentionally so that their kidneys could be harvested. Researchers even allegedly sought to target black and minority mothers and babies for the experiment. The Freedom of Information Act documents uh, that came out this month showed an email correspondence with uh, NIH uh, uh, Dr. Robert uh, Rutenbar, University of Pittsburgh's Vice Chancellor for Research, and the Health and Human Services Office of Inspector General. The email proved that the HHS uh, uh, subsequently uh, 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 subpoenaed, rather, the documents uh, of the program. I can't think of anything more ugly than that. They were taking, they were aborting these babies and purposely doing it in a way that they were still alive so they could harvest their organs for testing, I, 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 that's, I, I almost want to vomit just thinking about that. The government should have nothing to do with health care. We had uh, Congresswoman, uh, former Congresswoman Anne Marie Burkle on the program earlier this morning. If you missed it, uh, call Brian and give me your credit card number. But we, because uh, we charge if you miss. But she's talking about how the Republicans should embrace lowering the cost of, of health care by embracing the free market. Getting the government out of health care, including the NIH, would be a brilliant idea. It would lower taxes uh, and you wouldn't be subsidized. I don't like the idea. In fact, let me get a little more. Uh, l- l- let me make this a little stronger. Not that I don't like it, I despise with a passion that the federal government was taking my money, borrowing money in my name, 
and sending it out to these facilities so they could harvest the organs of babies they aborted, purposely alive. Was somebody charged with murder yet, or did oh, I just no, miss it? Oh, no, 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 no. It's not alive. Oh, I see. It's not alive. When is it alive? If a mother were to make that same claim of a baby that was maybe a day old, say, hey, was just, you know, harvesting her organs, it, nothing there. Yeah, nothing, to, <laughs> nothing there. Oh, my God, is that an ugly story. Unbelievable. I don't care if you're pro-abortion or not. That should make you sick. Taking a, an infant. Oh, my. Am I overreacting? The person this? That, this is gross person or persons that were involved in this are sick human beings, and they should not even exist. I mean, that's just, wow. The I, document indicated that the hub, and they, and they worked with Planned Parenthood on this, would induce labor for women so their children would be delivered intact for easier harvesting. The application for the grant from Pitt also indicated that physicians would try to limit uh, the loss of blood supply to a body part uh, to keep the organs fresh. The grant application referenced two studies for this section of the process, both of which included uh, that a way to keep the loss of blood flow down uh, would deliver the child still alive. I am sorry, people. If you're if you're a pro-abortion, uh, if that story doesn't wake you up to just how ugly it is, then uh, I don't even know. I, I don't even think you're human. Uh, I think it's just inhuman. Certainly, it's inhumane. Harvest it so it's still alive, so you can take its organs. Oh, jeez. How can that not gross people out? How can that not make you angry? And then to think that I help fund that. Oh, we need a we need some kind of a Tea Party movement. I mean some kind of a, a tax protest, the likes of which would rock the federal government uh, to its core. You know, I, I'll probably get in trouble for this, but you know what I'd love to see, Brian? I'd love to see everybody not pay income tax. Oh, me too. I'd love to see everybody say, nope, no more. That's it. I'm done. All right, let me go to the phones here. Let me get Dave on the line. Dave, good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, it's it's appalling uh, what they're doing there. And, uh, I mean, personally, I think these people need to be in prison. Um I mean, that, they need to be arrested and charged with murder. But uh, we need more than a protest. We need a revolution in this nation. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about the fact that you had to pay for that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's, um, Gary, it's just beyond words. It's like, what and how do we get out of this? Uh, I mean, we we need a great awakening spiritually in this nation. I think in number one, and uh, people would be convicted in their hearts of uh, the, this the atrocities going on here. So, yeah, it is just so very ugly. Dave, thank you for the call. 
Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. By the way, you can go to GaryNolan.com and uh, you can uh, contact me there. Sometimes you don't want to call, you don't want your voice to be heard, or you can't call for some reason, but you can send a message to me there. No cookies, no series of emails, nothing. Uh, just, just a way for you to communicate with me. Uh, Jennifer is going to come on and talk about the Supreme Court weighing in uh, crimes against children uh, and, uh, and, and severing parental rights. She's also found a program on Netflix that she likes so much she binged it. Brian, have you binged any TV shows? Can you? With It's kind of hard to binge on satellite, um, but you can certainly certainly do it on the interwebs. Sorry, I was on the phone. You were asking what, what shows have I been binge-watching? Have you ever uh, binge-watched any? Uh, no, I have not, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. You, you can get hooked on, uh, on a good show, and especially if you're watching on the interwebs. You can get the whole season all at once, or several seasons all at once, and just watch to your heart's content. Let me go to the phones and uh, chat with Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, I was just going to call in about the abortion, and uh, Dave there, the caller before, he had made a point we need a spiritual revolution. You know, uh, to bring the Bible into this, the Bible tells us that Jesus will turn us over to our evil ways, and these people that are doing this, they have eternity in hell. That's all I've got to say about it. Well, they certainly so. ought to. I'll tell you that. Kevin, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Up against the clock. Quick break. A story at Axios about the 118th Congress, which I think is one of the best we've seen in years. I'll tell you why next on the Gary Nolan Show. It is 20 minutes after 10 o'clock. Coming up in a few minutes, Jennifer Bukowski, Missouri's highest court this week. Heard arguments over the constitutionality of a two-year-old state law that terminates the rights of parents once they are convicted for certain crimes against children. We'll see if that uh, if that holds up. Uh, also coming up in the uh, in the next hour, bankruptcy soar as high rates and end of COVID aid hit businesses hard. I'm telling you, they when you see these rosy economic uh, pictures. I think they're missing a lot of information uh, when they conclude the economy is getting better and we're getting a soft landing. But first, the story at Axios that says the 118th Congress has few laws to show for its first year. They actually think that it is an ineffective Congress. Uh, The 118th Congress, they said, is on track to be one of the most unproductive in modern history with just a couple of dozen laws on the books at the close of 2023. Well, actually, that makes me think they're one of the best uh, Congresses that we've had in decades. I wish that we had this going back the last 100 years. Ineffective Congress not passing a lot of laws. That makes them an effective Congress. What a lot of people don't know and what isn't really taught in school is that the founding fathers didn't want the government to be stuck in cement, but they wanted it to be very difficult to change things. So you had one branch fighting another. The Senate, which wasn't elected, would do the bidding of the states 
And the states, of course, didn't want to have to raise taxes because it hurts their chances of getting elected. And the House represented the people, and they always wanted to spend more, but the Senate would kill it. And then the Supreme Court and the, and the executive branch all had their say. And when you put that mix together, it was just slow. Government hardly moved. That's what the Founding Fathers wanted. They were trying to keep this government from becoming the Leviathan that it has become. And we have slowly dismantled that view of American government. We have changed a republic into a democracy. And we have realized that we now can vote ourselves a raise from the Treasury anytime we want. All we have to do is, you know, say we're doing the angel, the work of the gods, the work of the angels. We're feeding the poor and helping the children and helping the aged. So we keep coming up with all these excuses to rob each other and our children's futures because the government was converted when they decided to elect senators like they did houses, the House members and when they created the income tax instead of uh, the, the uh, consumption tax that they originally had, they, they started us on the road to hell. People just don't know what this government was supposed to be when it was originally uncorrupted and designed. Uh, and, I, and I will say that the people have been trying to corrupt it ever since its you know, first day. To the phones, Gene, good morning. Hello, good Gene. Good morning. Yes. Yes, sir. I'm interested in talking about the abortion issue or maybe... A better word would be the pro-life issue. Myself, my wife, our family has been involved in the pro-life ministry for at least 15 years. We've been to the National March for Life in Washington, D.C. We've been active on the state level and on the local level. And the thing that has struck me most about the conversation this morning is we all know that the uh, Planned Parenthood gets millions and billions of dollars from the federal government. Uh, we in our local area have opened up a pregnancy resource center. It took us, we started organizing to complete that project in 2020. Uh, we were just getting uh, momentum established whenever we were affected like everything else by the uh, COVID shutdowns on everything. And finally, after three years, we opened the doors to our Pregnancy Resource Center a little over a year ago. We have in right at a year, we have helped over 200 clients. We have raised to this point virtually every penny ourselves, nothing from the federal government minimal, minimal, minimal dollars from the state government. And whenever you see your local community step up and provide those funds to help local people, it's heartwarming, but it's just 
the way we have seen God work in the last four years to get this ministry up, established, and running. It's just been uh, something that everybody ought to hear about, and there's not enough talk about what local communities can do to help these moms, the pregnant moms, the, the women who have had abortions and the nightmares that they have. And I that because my wife had an... All right, let me... Let me yeah. Let me interrupt you here for a minute. I've worked with the yeah. Vitae Foundation. I've emceed several of their events, and I've donated to them. Um, awesome. And I think they do such a terrific job. Do you have a website for your group? It's prcofwestplains.com. PRC of West Plains. Yes. PRCofwestplains.com. Yes. Well, it and is my like hope. I said, we it is my hope that somebody listening uh, gives you some more money so that you can continue to do the work that you do. We appreciate that. And there is something that is encouraging. The state has provided a 70% income tax credit for any donation over $100. So this time of year, uh, if you have the heart to provide funds for a pregnancy resource center, there is a very sizable state income tax credit available so that's all right so are you, a, are, you are you a c3 field. or a c4 uh 103 you're c3 uh and so yeah. if a woman is pregnant and she comes to you for help uh you don't just convince her to keep the baby i assume then that you are helping them to uh, survive helping them find shelter food etc yes yes uh all of those things through the baby's uh at least the second birthday but what we're finding is a lot of these women need and seek it. I, I think what you're doing is, is admirable, and I hope that they uh, go to your website. Give it, one, just give, it one, me. give it one more time, and then i got to go. Website. PRC, PRC of com. All right, Gene, best of luck. Thank you for calling. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. So the uh, the state Supreme Court here in Missouri has, has heard arguments over this law that's, uh, that's been on the books for a couple of years. And apparently if a parent has done, committed some crime against children, you know, molestation or whatever, uh, do they lose parental rights? Well, that seems to me that could be a, a bit... A bit of a sticky wicket. Anyway, we'll we'll find out. Jennifer Bukowski, uh, criminal defense attorney extraordinaire, she is going to be with us in just a few minutes uh, and give us uh, her take on that case. But wait, there's more because she has a whole bunch of other, uh, I would argue, uh, a great uh, uh, topics. America had quiet quitting in China. Young people are letting it rot. What does that mean? And what does that mean for our economy? Because a lot of what China does affects our economy. We'll find out. You'll want to know. And she goes on to talk about Meet the Bidens, tax-dodging daughter. My uh, Gary Nolan Minute yesterday was about those libertarian Biden kids. So we'll, we'll kick those around with Jennifer next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This 
is the Gary Nolan Show. A Super Bowl that would probably get a white man ejected from the country. But it's a proposal that was made we'll talk about about an hour from now. But first, the inimitable Jennifer Bukowski, criminal defense attorney extraordinaire, uh, with a whole host of stories. Bryden, of course, is somewhat disappointed he isn't seeing anything uh, dealing with the royal family. But we will uh, we'll jump right in. I'm dying to find out about this uh, Missouri Supreme Court uh, case about uh, parents who have uh, committed some kind of an offense against children and their parental rights. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Missouri's Happy highest Tuesday. court uh, heard arguments about the constitutionality of this law that is two years old that terminates parental rights after a conviction for certain crimes against children. So give me the details of the argument. Who's Somebody is going to court. We won't know their names. I guess they're being kept um, on the QT because they're losing their children's uh, the right to uh, raise their children. Uh, give me some details. Well, and two years ago, the legislature changed the law to make it so that if you're convicted of any felony offense involving, you know, like even hypothetically, this is an example given in the brief, a hypothetical of an 18-year-old assistant coach having a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old student, that's a Class E felony, then that would lead to the termination of your parental rights. Even though you're not the parent of that 17-year-old, you'd lose your parental rights to any other children that had nothing to do with that entire situation. Wait, wait, wait. I think you're explaining this as clear as mud. I'm a father. I've got an 8-year-old kid at home. I'm a high school gym teacher. I have um, an intimate relationship with a student that's 17. Um, then I might lose. Does that mean that if I've uh, been found guilty, I could lose parental rights to my child? Yeah, so it's, it changed it from how you behave towards your own kids, like whether you've mistreated, neglected, or abused your own kids, to if you get convicted of one of these offenses, then that in and of itself, even though it was directed towards other children, is enough to terminate your parental rights. So this statute was challenged by this father who had been convicted of, gosh, what was he, child molestation and sexual misconduct in 2022, uh, but it did involve his own kids. And so he said, this violates, you know, my constitutional rights to parent my children. And the juvenile office said, well, this is an example of how you behave towards children. So it's a fine basis to take away parental rights. Wow. That that can be so I, I understand why they would want to protect the child of the parent convicted. But it's kind of um, a one-size-fits-all and can be horribly wrong um, kind of law. Yeah, that's my concern, Gary. Like, you can think of other hypotheticals besides this one where, you know, it's illegal for any kind of teacher to have any kind of sexual relationships with a student at a high school. You know, so if you have an 18-year-old assistant coach or teacher assistant or whatever that has a sexual relationship with a high school student... 
that could lead them losing their parental rights or a 21 year old, let's say even teacher or assistant or whatever gets convicted of a felony. That's a class E felony. If they have any kind of sexual relationship with a student and then it could lead to them losing their parental rights over their children. So I don't know if this particular example is the best case to make that argument because this case does involve child molestation. Uh, But it's an interesting case. And I actually graduated law school with uh, the attorney that argued it for the juvenile office (laughs) at the Missouri Supreme Court. So uh, I just saw that post on Facebook and then read this article in the Missouri Independent. And I was like, hey, I should talk about this on Gary Nolan. You know, I can understand... I can understand the motive behind the law, and I don't disagree with the motivation. Uh, I just don't like the one-size-fits-all kind of uh, scope of the law. Yeah, because it's a, the termination of parental rights, it's the permanent severance of the parent-child relationship, and it's sometimes referred to as the death penalty of civil cases. You no longer have any sort of legal relationship uh, or rights at all to that child. You don't, you don't get to know where they are, what their name has been changed to, uh, have any contact with them whatsoever. You have no rights to know how they're doing. Uh, and so that is quite, a, it's, a, it's appropriate in some cases when the child has been abused or neglected and you need to um, terminate it often it's terminated on a voluntary basis because the parents, you know, have clearly demonstrated they don't want much to do with this kid. They've beaten up this kid and they agree, okay, I'll, I'll allow my termination of parental rights so that this adoption can proceed. Um, but uh, to do it on uh, this basis, sometimes it's going to be appropriate, but I think you can meet the old standard then, you know, um, you don't need to use this new law necessarily. The cases where this new law is going to come into play are going to be just slightly more questionable because if you were actually abusing or neglecting your kids, you could get them terminated already, right? Yep. I, 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 uh, I'm hoping common sense prevails uh, because I, don't, I, don't, I just don't like the way that, uh, that law was written. But wait, there's more. You've got a ton of other uh, stories here. Uh, one that could actually affect the, the economy both in China and here. America had quiet quitting... In China, young people are letting it rot. First, for those who don't know what quiet quitting is, it's when you don't actually quit your job, you just don't really do much. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it, Gary. And, you know, I've been reading so many stories, I'm like, oh, gosh, America is in such... Uh, this puts a younger gender. I sound like an old person, but the with the younger people and their quiet quitting and everything, we're in trouble with China on the rise and things. But China has its own problems, Gary. I was reading this very in-depth article about letting it rot in China after, especially after the pandemic, when they severely locked down everyone for two years. Young people are questioning the role of the Communist Party in their lives more than any before. They're also feeling right now that there are just not as many paths to promotion or success anymore if they work hard. And so instead of, it's like similar to quiet quitting, but it's a little bit more severe. They have things like lying flat. It's uh, latent resistance to the moral blackmailing of society. And they're doing things like quitting and going off to go 
pray and uh, live in temples and go hiking and stuff like that and refusing to participate, or they're staying in their jobs. This is more similar to quiet quitting. And they're doing things like they, they have full terminology for this, where they do things like they read books at work or they are intentionally not working while they're there. It's just like resistance to their job. You know, there's, uh, there's, a, possible. there's a part of me that thinks that um, human nature fights to be free. That if you oppress people long enough, eventually they'll revolt and break free. But there's another part of me that thinks once they're free, they want to re-enslave themselves. And, and, and I think this is, you know, this is a case where these kids in China want to break free. They want to be free. But here in the United States, for instance, where we were free, we're enslaving ourselves and saying, let the government dictate what kind of health care we get. Let the government dictate what kind of medicine we can take, food we can eat, uh, what we can smoke. What, uh, you know, we, we've kind of given up our freedom on one hand when the natural instinct is to fight for the freedom. Do you see what I'm saying? I do, uh, but at least they're choosing that, you know, that trap or what have you, instead of it being inflicted on them by a system they didn't build. And uh, the unemployment is pretty high. If you counted, like, youth that has to live with their parents to get by, the, un the real youth unemployment rate could be as high as 46.5% or wow. un under, un yeah, unemployment. But you know, you've got they've All got the such young people who had dropped out of China, China's labor force, and relied financially on their parents were counted. China's real youth unemployment rate could be as high as forty six point five percent. That is insane. And they're saying the youth league is saying that they shouldn't refuse to enter the workforce due to the difficulty of finding a job or choose to quote lie flat out of fear of involution. Involution is this term. Meaning, like, there's no point. You can't get ahead anyway, so why bother? Well, if two schools of thought, once again, when you've got a population that large, they can still be very productive, even if nearly half of the young people aren't working. Uh, but on the other hand, if it does affect their output and GDP, um, just like the United States with an economy their size, uh, if they go down the dumper, so do a lot of other countries. So yeah. this could have an effect okay, on so us. They, yeah. So they went from lying flat, which is, you know, that kind of pressing back like we have. in. then they started with touching fish. This is a phrase borrowed from a Chinese idiom referred to executing small rebellions at work, like taking long toilet breaks, doing online shopping or reading novels in the office. I think I've... I've had a job where I was touching fish before. <laughs> then the next is lying flat, where, where you drag your feet at work or drop out of the work, workforce altogether. But last year, the phrase let it rot spread to describe young people who have completely given up. They're not trying to find a job. They don't plan to try to find a job. They're done. And All I guess right. if you have eight adults for or six adults for every child under the one child policy of grandparents and parents, that's good. you're going to be in a position to be able to do that, potentially. 
Uh, I'm up against the clock, and I have to take a quick break. I made an observation yesterday about Joe Biden's kids being libertarians. We'll uh, we'll chat about that with Jennifer Bukowski next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 10.52, Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network, and uh, Jennifer Bukowski is with us. She's a criminal defense attorney, and she's got her fingers on the pulse of the zeitgeist. And one of the stories she wants to talk about is Biden's daughter. Uh, Jennifer, I think he's raised a couple of libertarians. I argue this Why point. is that, Gary? All right, well, let's look at Hunter, who believes so much in the Second Amendment that he went out and got a gun when he sh- was told he shouldn't. True. He refused to uh-huh. pay income taxes, doesn't apparently That's- believe in taxing productivity. He's certainly against the drug war. Uh, I, I think he's a libertarian. And it turns out his sister, uh, Joe Biden's daughter, uh, also uh, is behind in her taxes, isn't paying. I, I think he's raised some libertarians. That is an interesting argument, Gary. I don't know if uh, we necessarily want them in our midst, but... Uh you know, do libertarians flout the law, though? Don't libertarians, we don't like paying taxes, we don't like doing these things, but we just decide to go along and not go... No, we tax protest. A lot of us tax, tax protest. protest. What's the difference between a tax protest and a tax evasion? Criminal tax evasion. No, not much. But we're, st- we're, yeah. we, we're sending the message, this is wrong. Taxing productivity is wrong. Uh, you know, well, it was against the, the Tea Party. If you're going to jail for it, I guess that's... Well, or if your last name is Biden and you just think you can get away with it, then maybe that's the strategy that you want to employ. But well, the Tea I Party... I don't think it's... Uh, I've got too much to do with my life to protest like that. Well, the Boston Tea Party, they broke their laws, too. And they did it to send a message to the Crown. That's what Hunter and Ashley Biden's are. They're just like the Boston Yeah, Party. yeah. So now really, you're getting it. That's the ticket. Oh, huge patriots. Yes. Oh, man. Fighting you for know, our I freedom. Time to time that he has a daughter. Uh, I mean, we heard about the diary that got stolen. It talked about the inappropriate showers. These people I actually pled guilty to that. But I can't imagine the shower thing is really creepy because... That is... Did, you know, uh, I don't people, know of any dads that have... That bathe with their kids at an age they would be able to remember, you know, of a father or the daughter, you know? Like yeah, that... Uh, makes sense when they're like a toddler and you can't leave them outside without them killing themselves. You know, that's one thing. They're not going to be aware of anything, but if you're old enough to be remembering it, that is probably inappropriate for a child. Maybe the callers disagree with me, but I've really never heard of that, and that certainly never happened in my household. Uh, fathers and sons will, if they're, you know, it's a shower, it's a shower. It's the same equipment, who cares? Uh, but I, I... Yeah, mothers and daughters might be similar. But, but I don't Yeah, see... I bathed my kids, but I wasn't naked in there with them. You know, I bathed them until whatever age. Uh, I forget, but, you know, when it's just easier to pop them both in the tub or whatever and have them bathed together and you're washing their hair because otherwise their hair won't get washed. But I would never have been popping in there... And, playing around naked with them necessarily you know that's just weird and to shower with like a preteen is what this sounds like it's very strange that that what happened a, with the bidens what about naturists i mean uh, they're nudists who run around with their families and doesn't have a yeah some families are much more comfortable with nudity around each other 
that's for sure. But he would have been a U.S. senator, right? And it just seems strange. Yeah, but, so that's... we've heard about her from that. She's born in 1981. She's the only child of uh, Joe and Jill Biden uh, together. So Hunter is her half-brother, and Bo is her half-brother. Uh, but she is apparently behind on taxes, and she's... Uh, not only that, but there's more of these Bidens everywhere. Sarah Biden, that's the sister-in-law, the uh, wife of Jim Biden. She's written $240,000 checks after receiving money to Chinese oligarchs, to Joe. And they always call it loan repayment. You know why? Because, like, loan repayment is a good way to, like, get around uh, laws on, uh, I don't know, IRS. contribution limits or... Yeah, IRS stuff, so he doesn't ever have to report it as uh, income, uh, have tax evasion problems. Uh, if you caught, oh, it was a loan, but, you know, what What exactly, when did he loan you that money? Why can't we see that transaction there? My uh, my aunt had a, a, a business. My family was always, I guess we were always in the bar business, but she had a tavern, and she sold it to my cousin, her nephew. She sold it to her nephew. And the deal was X number of dollars, and he would just make regular payments, which he did. And then the IRS went after my aunt and said, um, you, uh, you collected interest, didn't you? And my aunt said, no. And they, she said, they said, we don't believe that. Nobody loans that kind of money out without interest. So here's what the going interest rate is. Here's what your additional tax burden is. And my cousin... Even though they couldn't show that she collected... She made no interest. Uh, she she said, you know, here's X number of dollars, sell it. Uh, and and uh, the IRS made him... Well, it made her, but he paid it. Uh, pay the taxes. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they, it was... They, like the IRS should say, oh, the terms of your loan should have been this or that. Yeah, well, and, that's what they do. Well, that certainly makes it more questionable. This two, like, well, where was this original loan made? You know, all these different so-called cars and everything else that he keeps getting all these payments for that they're showing. It's very suspicious. Very suspicious indeed. All right, Jennifer Wachowski with us. It's Hunter. It's all kinds of them. All the Bidens. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. How do any people, of them have a real job? They don't need one. They, people just keep sending them money. Yeah. They don't. They don't produce any wealth. They they don't produce any goods or services. But uh, people keep paying them. A uh, car was uh, dredged from a pond. Belonged to a guy from the Ozarks. Details coming up with Jennifer Bukowski and the Gary Nolan Show. This is the Gary Nolan Show.